Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who's that guy again? What guy? Uh, that's Super Hands from Peep Show. Mm. And I understand that. Um, I just want to fucking suck, fucking suck, fucking suck all the whole night through is yeah. a quote from him. Yeah, they're all quotes from him. Uh, what are the other ones on there? Just to wet the whistle. Yeah. And that is quite refreshing, actually. Yeah, I think there might be other characters that say that. That is quite refreshing, actually. Yeah. Nice squash. <laughs> it's pretty weird that you've never watched Peep Show, considering you've been in the UK for two years you've never been introduced to it by people okay so right my first year in the UK was in a very posh family in a very posh area of London yeah with three like children teenagers slash pre-teenage pre-teens and two parents working in banking districts who, when I mentioned that I watched Game of Thrones, were like, oh, yeah, we don't watch that. We don't watch that. So how do you expect them to watch Peep Show? Well, it's a Channel 4 show, you know. They might watch a channel, a British, no, they, British they, comedy Channel 4 show. No. They were watching Pretty Little Lies. No, not Pretty... Downton Abbey. No. What what show is that? that mm, yeah, Pretty Little Lies. No, not that one. It's a show with Shining Woodley, Laura Dern. Um, oh, I don't know. Not Pretty Little Lies. Pretty Little Lies, I think. Yeah. Big Little Big Little Big Lies. Big Little Lies, That yeah. one, Jesus. Yeah, I haven't watched that show. It's actually quite good, the first season. The second season, I think, kind of declines. But also it adds Meryl Streep, so... Meryl Streep does TV. She's doing a TV show. She, in the second season, she is there, yeah. Oh. As a um, mother of one of the characters. We didn't watch any of those shows we just mentioned, by the way. We watched... The Crown. <laughs> the new season of The Crown yes. dropped on Netflix. Netflix be just dropping their whole season still, relentlessly. Like, they should really change that model. I think that's why they're struggling at the moment because people, we watch the first, you watch the first season of The Crown, everyone watches it at the same time, and then no one talks about it because they've all watched it. And when a show comes out week to week, it's like, oh, well, what do you think's going to happen next episode? Like, people talk about it for longer, you know? Yeah. It extends the life of the season in the public consciousness. But when it's like just dumped all at once, here you go. It's like, oh, everyone watches it and then it's over. I guess so. Well, the last season of Stranger Things, they did like most of the season and then like two episodes, didn't they? They spread it out a little bit. Maybe they should start doing that with all their shows. Because of that, they allowed it to actually mendle with people for longer because they were like... what do you think is going to happen in the next episode? Jesus, yeah. oh my God, finale. Yeah. Did you see that? And, and also they ended on a banger episode. You know? Yeah. They were like, we're really, we're going to release the episode five of Stranger Things now and we're yeah. going to leave you guys with this. <laughs> yeah. And you're like... What you just described, theorizing and like talking with your friends is 
the funnest part about watching a TV show. So the fact that the the Netflix formula like doesn't allow that to work properly, then it's just like they should they should sort that out. But Netflix is very good with Netflix and chill though. Sure. In terms of okay, so you match with someone on Tinder. Oh yeah. You meet up for Netflix and chill. Yeah. And you put on a show, like one, you know, whatever show is in. Yeah. And the poor girl that just came over to this guy's house, she doesn't have Netflix. Mm. And she she's really invested in a story. She wants to know what's what what's the next. Meanwhile, he, the the guy's like, well, we're three apps deep. I should be yeah, one, okay. one deep. <laughs> one app deep? One, I should be What's well, this metric or imperial? <laughs> I should be one app deep in this girl. But let's let's assume it happens during the third episode, right? Yeah. The, the third app, he's three apps deep into her. Yeah. And then they finish that, so they finish the show as well. So the girl like leaves the house in the morning and she's like, you know... I got the dick and I got the show. Yeah, I but, guess, but like any all streaming services do that. No. N- Why do you have to watch a new show? Because to do imagine Netflix you and go chill? to because, what about Amazon Prime and chill. Because no, because imagine you go to a guy's house. Disney Plus and chill. I feel there's something wrong with that. But what a Disney Plus and chill. Yeah, I, I would feel weird fucking to like a cartoon for children. Well, no, that's not everything that's on Disney Plus. They got all that adult shit on there now. Oh yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> no, I'm talking about <laughs> Every like, girl wants to like, take they over. They got like Die Hard on there. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Die Hard 2. Dying Bruce Willis. I want to take off my shirt. I want to get out my Bruce Willy. <laughs> that's what you'd say if you were watching Disney Plus and chill. Okay. We were, anyway, we watched The Crown. <laughs> Well, and like I said, I think they should have not maybe not done it week to week because Netflix is now known for their bingeable content. But like, drop half the season at a time and leave like a three month gap or something, you know? Uh yeah. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, at least with the big shows, yeah. give some space for it because, like, I understand. I understand, you know, like when you drop a new show that yeah. you don't know if it's gonna stick, and you drop the entire season, people are like fucking, I, I, I binged the whole season in one night because it was yeah. so into it. But then you don't know if it's gonna stand that because, like, even if the show is shit, you can get invested enough that you're gonna yeah. finish it in one, one in one but night. Also, you let it just like we watched The Crown, and I just let it wash over me because we were just watching it all at once. And I just, there's only like one episode that I can think of as like a full episode. All the others just sort of merge into one. But I wouldn't be able to tell you what episode four was like, but I can tell you about episode four of House of the Dragon. I mean, I can't, but I, you know, I would like to think that I could tell you about individual episodes. <laughs> I can, I can, but yeah. I can. I can, but my memory is not as bad. Like, my memory is good, yours not. Yeah. So. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I, I can, probably. But like I said, like, because I think it was quite successful for the Stranger Things when they did that, that they would go ahead and um, do that for the crown, you know? No, but that's what I mean. Like, if once you know that the show is sticking, like, the show is has stand the, you know, the time. The test of time. The test of time, exactly. Like, it's been a year and people do still want to see episode like this the second season of that show let's say yeah so you then just release it weekly fuck that release yeah. it weekly because so you're saying first season binge second season weekly if it's successful yeah because like some people just want to sometimes like with the bingeable shows like and that's a good like jump start like we're gonna go back to the crown yeah. but like this is what we did yesterday we watched this Miniseries. It's a it's a, a bit different story because it's mm. a miniseries, but still a series. And we binged it because it was like three episodes long. Yeah, it's just like watching a long film. Yeah, but that's also like because it's a story. Yeah, it, it's a one story. Like it doesn't, you know, there's not going to be a second season mm. to it. So you don't mind binging it because you just consider it like a very long film. Yeah, yeah. and I think that Killer what, Sally we're talking about, by the way, for anyone. Oh yeah, wants to know. We'll talk about it later, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's lots of different ways to release media these days, and I don't know what what's right. I could think. I think what's right, to be honest, is because Netflix are having these problems where they're now doing like an ad. There's like an ad bracket, you mm-hmm. know, where you have to pay for ads. You can pay less to have ads. I think if they just start pay more. Yeah, pay more. You pay no, you pay less, and then you have ads. Oh yeah. 
So yeah, are they actually doing it? I don't know if it's over here yet, but in America, that's a thing. Oh, yeah, I think I don't know, man. There's just all these different ways to consume content, and some people just want to fucking soak it up, like just give it all to me now. But yeah. I'm more of a like, give me an app a week kind of guy, you know. I, um, so the way I watched Game of Thrones originally, because the first four, yeah, four seasons of Game of Thrones, because that's when I started watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, because I wasn't watching it as it was coming out, I watched it when HBO HBO was re-releasing it. Yeah. Before the fifth season. You already, were, you already told us this. Yeah, I know, but they were releasing two episodes at the time. Yeah. So like one day they would release it's first like and second, binge. first and second episode, and then the next week it would be the third and fourth, then the next week would be the fifth and sixth, yeah, and then next it would be seven and eighth. So, um, because also I feel like if you have ten episodes, that means it's like over two months of your life for one season or something. Yeah, and like I will give. But you only watched it once a week for an hour. It's not like it's just consumed your life. <laughs> You think so, but also it consumes, like, for example, us doing a podcast. If we were to do, you know, a, a podcast about each episode, we would have done 10 episodes of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the very small minority that do that sort of thing. Yeah, but what, what I mean is, like, instead of 10 weeks, you can have five weeks. That's also enough time to let it mandle, yeah. to, you know, have the time to talk about with people and it's also not like disappointing when you're like in a story because it's been already an hour of the episode and you're like deep in and then the episode just finishes no yeah. you, you get the what's next yeah I so guess I think that's also how Lost was released oh uh, yeah but I'm not sure I think over here it was just week to week it was on channel 4 over here but that was like 20 that was like 20 episodes a season that show yeah, I think that was also maybe I'm talking here about like re-released. Mm. I think that's how a lot of shows in Poland are released, like, um, like when they are shown to the public because they usually are shown later mm. than the original. Like now, now it's different. But back when when I was a kid, or even like preteens, everything would be in Poland like you know weeks or even months later. Yeah. Because um, they had to translate it or, you know, stuff like that. So. Yeah. But okay. <clears throat> the Crown. The Crown. So we've got a whole new cast. Imelda Staunton, Jonathan Price, Dominic West. Uh, Elizabeth Delbinski. Elizabeth Delbinski. Who she claims to be. She No, her last name, according to her, is Debicki. But it's a Polish last name. Okay. So in Poland, we would be pronounced Dąbicki, but obviously she's like second or third even generation. So for her, her last name is Dąbicki. Sure. So we watched it. What do we? What did you? What did you think about it? Uh, oh. Uh, well, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's pretty easy watching, isn't it? It's I pretty feel, easy watching. I feel maybe it's because I'm so far removed from it. Like, mm. it, it, you know, first of all, it, it happened all before I was even born. Yeah. Second of all, it happened in a different country than I was born in. Yeah. Um, You know, in here in England, it's 2022. And in some way, Diana is still alive. Yeah. Like, you go to... If you go to London, to like a, you know, shop... With like all the type of like knickknacks mm. of like the British culture, you will see like a red bass, a little placket with a queen, yeah, Kate and William, and you will see Diana there, yeah, like she's still well, there. she's an icon, yeah, she's that's what I mean. Icon. And um, so from, yeah, I, I well, it's not like that. I well, that was what I was hoping from this season, it was gonna because last season did it pretty well, is like demystifying Diana and making it making her like human you know and making a relatable in that and they do do that to an extent but it did feel a little bit like because that's the main focus of the show of this season is the charles and diana break up and like starts off and they're on the rocks and they've been on the rocks for years yeah and then they just they're just more and more on the rocks and then they get divorced but it didn't really um there was some parts it felt to me it felt to me <laughs> 
that it was just like oh argument argument separation like there wasn't there wasn't like a slow I wanted to see the years in between the last season and this season more that would be more interesting to me of really seeing their relationship decline but um they decided to start it here leading up to because this is where all the interesting stuff is happening I guess but it felt like they even though the whole season sort of was dedicated to those two they didn't go into that much detail about like what it was it all just came out in like a monologue at the end you know from each of them like oh well, you weren't around for this and you're rude and fuck you and blah blah, blah. it all just sort of got boiled down okay but I'd like to see more of the minutia you know but can I present you with this do you not think that if they had shown them fighting yeah and would focus on the relationship declining and of the of the gore of the family life between them yeah. instead of the, the separation and how the public was seeing the situation you would be disappointed that they did it that way well i think i think maybe they could do done a season where it was like they were right it was really they were in trouble you know their relationship was really struggling and then this season could have been the season after that. Where I feel like this is what happened last season, really. They I guess have shown that like it was, it was, it was bad. It was, you know. It, I guess, but there's just that sense of a time jump, you know. And I've, after watching House of Dragon, I'm just fucking sick of that shit. <laughs> I just want to see. I just want to. I want to see this, the reason that these things happened instead of them happening. You know what I mean? Mm. I like the like the the the, the middle chapter is always the more interesting thing in a story. You know, you you the end you set it up. And then the middle chapter is like where all the juicy shit happens. And then the end is like, okay, that's how it's concluded. You know, they're breaking up. But I want to see them like, you know, fucking what? Like, what did he say to her? What, when did she notice about Camilla? I mean, that was a, that was in the last season quite a lot. But like, mm. how often was it going on? I don't fucking, uh, all the time. Did she, was she that aware of it? They didn't really, it was, like, she it was like she'd already dealt with the, she'd already dealt with the fact that he was seeing Camilla all the time. And I think I think that was the previous episode where she's like just accepting like, well he clearly wants to be with her, not yeah. with me. But it sort of left from what I can remember. It was a long time since I saw the season before, but from what I can remember from the last season, like she was left, she was just left to this feeling of like uncertainty, and then in this season it starts off and she's just kind of certain that she just doesn't want to be with him, and where like where's that where's that tasty tasty nugget in the middle. That well, I want to have. I want to eat that tasty nug. Well, this is, um, you know, um, I don't think I would appreciate seeing that because, like, from my personal experience, my parents went for like quite yeah, sure. nasty divorce. I don't want to see parents fighting on the screen. Sure, I and mean, especially that they are real people who have yeah. real children, well, and the mother that, yeah. is dead. Mm. So, like, um, yes. I would I would be disgusted if they used yeah it's exploitative if they used the drama of their relationship like and showed it off like mm. you know that this relationship was not happy you know they weren't happy in that marriage yeah. and you know that marriage finished so they just showed you a glimpse of that because they had to present it somehow so they just showed you like one argument of them of this and then it's just separation and you know because if they were going into it it would just it I think you can do a happy medium though where like you do see some of it and they also like you know like cl clean it up a bit so it's not as exploitative but I think you can have both really it doesn't have to be like the, the, the I haven't seen it but that Marilyn Monroe film Blonde where it's like super like why is this is like I've emotional porn or something you know That's I have what people seen have it it's insane but they don't have to go that hard but like a bit of that maybe a scene or two here and there but I think also I don't know I don't know how much I wanted to go into this but like it did feel like they really wanted to portray Diana as like this strong strong woman who made the decision to leave and all that and maybe that was true I don't know but I didn't find it that engaging what do you mean personally. as they tried to print well, I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the interview, and I'm gonna uh, th show that's them. That's not how they. That's not how it went at all. How did it go then? They fucking tricked her into doing it. That's what the show is like. We're obviously we're talking here about the show. We're not talking about the actual reality here, right? Sure. 
in the show they trick her into doing a, the interview because they literally break into um the bank like they do create a bank statement that is fake yeah. with her private uh, secretary yeah, I forgot about that sure so she so they like and they talk her into it she doesn't really want to do it she's like no I don't I'm not sure blah 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 and uh, and there's like oh you can't give up now you can't back off now like we have to do it yeah because you're at the breaking point they they did her dirty there dirty diana they did dirty diana (laughs) yeah i guess (laughs) i guess you're right i just uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah sure i like i i I like i like watching this show just because of the fucking budget that's what it's about for me. Like, would, there's no other show in that's going on at the moment that is about real life events that's this extravagant and this like this this much money goes into it. You you don't see anything like this, um, on this scale at the moment. That's like about real life and Earth. You know, yeah. as you can say like all oh, Lord of the Rings, House of Dragon. Yeah, but they're set in fucking you know magical kingdoms. I want to see like huge budget, and I want to feel like I'm in the '90s, you know, hmm. and and all the pre- that's why I felt like the, even the previous seasons were better because of the aesthetic. Like it, I think it's more interesting seeing, um, yeah, like the '40s and the '50s compared to the '90s. But did you feel like you're in the '90s though? Yeah. Did you not? I don't know. It felt really this season when it comes to that. It felt quite um, Netflixy. To oh me. really? It felt less. It felt less like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because we went into, like, modern times and, you know. Because for me, as I was born, like, within five to ten years from the events of the show, (laughs) of this season, um, for me, everything that happens there is is normal. Mm. Like, most of the, like, they have mobile phones already, you know. Yeah. So they don't have to set up. Mobile phones and like you know, yeah, but the cars look nineties. Like they're going into a film theater. William's got a Game Boy. Yeah, those but that's little, the thing those little me, things like they they made me feel like it was in the nineties. For me, it, I just didn't. I I like it didn't draw my my attention at all. Mm. I mean, when you're watching the fifties, sixties, you know, you're like, oh look at yeah, her, this I mean, huge. When they're like reconnecting a call from the queen to someone else, yeah. and there's this scene with those like people sitting there having to plug Have in the switchboard, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's like it, it, that's what calling people yeah. on the phone looked like, and now, so now I think yeah, maybe I it's, maybe it's, I just don't pay attention to it, but it's not the show's fault necessarily. Yeah. And what are they meant to do? Like, yeah, that's it. Didn't this story didn't take place in the forties and the fifties? I um yeah I agree though I I think this is this was the the weakest season personally but that's just because like the time it's set it's just not as interesting to me I suppose I don't really care about uh, for, I mean for me but I like watching it still even though in terms of the events I would say this is what I'm the most interested about hmm. because for me this history like the story of the queen becoming the queen is so far removed, you know. Yeah. We're talking about someone who, like, this is what happened 70 years ago. Yeah. So, like, for me, this is a history. Like, I'm watching a documentary on YouTube. So, yeah. you know, half fact-checking it on Wikipedia while watching, but also, but also, you know, I don't really care. And I'm just like, oh, really, that happened. Well, move on. Yeah. Meanwhile, in this case, it's like, oh yeah, now this is gonna happen, and you're like kind of anticipating, because yeah. you know what happens in '97, and you're like, oh, what year are we in? Yeah. Like what? What's gonna happen now? Also, they've divorced. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I guess it's it's that's the thing with these shows. Like they, yeah, I don't even know if they were gonna do if they knew they were gonna do more than two seasons. Mm. If it was just gonna be that thing where they do a nice two seasons about young. Uh, Philip and young Elizabeth and then they finish it because part of the appeal of the first couple of seasons was seeing, for me, was seeing the, all the cars and being feel like you're back in that time period. Mm. And now it's like, but what, we're back in the 90s? <laughs> like, fucking hell. Yeah. 
But you know, whatever. But it's also um like the la- like the last season was the last season, the last season before this season, the last season, yeah, season four. Season. That was the last season, I guess, where I'm like that interested in the 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 peripheral stuff. Hmm. And now it's like, if I'm not that involved in the uh, Diana and especially that Charles now we stuff. got to the to the gore gore thing because like the nineties is the absolute decline of monarchy yeah so we're just getting into pure controversy at this point yeah like we are talking about royal divorces camilla gate camilla gate that we didn't know about yeah and like i think this is something like we we were talking about this with your mom and your aunt literally Mm. yesterday that this is something that we didn't know because they actually managed to do a good job so that the Later generations, yeah, who are children or were born slightly after the events, don't know about it now. Yeah, but now the crown has dug it up, and you know people forgotten about this or got over it. People don't know about this, but now it has told them that this has happened and that, that our king, yeah, said to his lover back then that he wants to be a tampon. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, oh, it is pretty what? nuts. I don't know. Um, I wonder what they're thinking about it. But the thing is, this, this season it hasn't had it hasn't been that big on social media from what I can remember. The last seasons were. You think, I think it's because of the controversy. Because I genuinely think that this season is amazing when it comes to writing, when it comes to um, the actors. Yeah. <laughs> they're great, all of them. Like, yeah. I've, uh, so far, I love Claire Foy and I love Olivia. But I think she's my favorite queen. Really? I think she is. Because this is also the queen that I remember. Yeah. I was born when the queen was like 60, 70 something. So for me, the older queen is the queen that I remember. Yeah. Like the young queen is like, I don't don't know who that is. You know, for me, this is a history figure. I mean, where the old queen is like, oh yeah, that old lady who waves at the balcony. I still feel like she had a lot to do though this season. Things were just sort of happening to her. Yeah. Like, like she was, like, not even in it that much. No, no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There were no storylines that were about her. You had Philip and what's her name? Penny. And they, they had Charles and Diana. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's it. And the whole story arc with William kind of backing from Diana to be with with the Queen, with his grandma. Yeah, but that was, like, one episode. Or like a no, that was of, a couple of episodes, but that was like yeah, I guess I don't know where they were going with this. But that as wasn't well. even that wasn't a big plot line. Like the the main, the the, the show comes to uh, the end, but the end of it, and there's two things that have been that have happened that they need to deal with, which is the separation. That's the biggest thing, mm-hmm. and then there's the Philip and was Philip like cheating on the Queen with Penny, and he just wasn't. So <laughs> it's fine. Like those are the two things. The best episode of the season was the one that didn't even focus on the royal family, which is the same as what happened like a couple of seasons ago with the episode of the guy who breaks into the. Do you remember that episode? Yeah, that was such a great episode. And I bet the, the royal family were barely in it. Yeah, I guess so. That was my favorite episode of the season. The so one that, that is it season five? Uh, but um, episode five. Yeah. About um, Sydney Johnson. Yeah, that was a great episode. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Come on then. <laughs> so what a, was so great about so it? So there was this geezer who was um <laughs> geezer. There was this geezer who was like um King uh Edward the Eighth. King Edward the Eighth's butler. And he learned how to be an English gentleman and then after Edward the Eighth dies he becomes the butler for this old rich geezer who wants to be in with the royal family and it's all about him teaching him how to be part of the royal family and yeah. what he needs to do to get in the get in with the queen and it's so interesting and i didn't know that had happened yeah. and that's way more interesting than all the other shit that was going on i for for one did not know anything about muhammad al-fayed yeah nor did i know that his son was the very guy who later on yeah. has you know is in a relationship with Diana and that's the guy who dies with her. Yeah, he's in the car crash, isn't he? Yeah, so it's... um, I Because for me later... So first of all, like, let's... What I knew about the story of the 90s 
like the crown of the 90s versus yeah. what I learned from the show. And by learned from the show, I mean like when we watch the crown, we usually fact check what's happening on yeah. screen. Like it's not we, we just watch it and take everything in. We usually, oh, I'm going to Google this, you yeah, know. Did this actually happen? Yeah, exactly. So um, I think that's the mo- that's the best way to con- consume the crown. I had no idea about um, the Muhammad Al Fayed story, like at all. I didn't know this guy existed. Yeah, and he owned the Harrods as well. So that's quite funny, not to yeah, not to very, know who he very is. Very rich, and he, exactly. He buys Harrods in the show, like spends what five hundred million pounds, and in real life as well. Yeah. He actually did buy yeah Harrods. Um. I didn't know that the guy who Diana gets with later is actually someone like within that circle. Yeah. I thought she just, you know, found a random guy somewhere. Yeah. Well, that's why it was a nice setup episode because it was like, oh, that's the guy. Yeah. They have a little eye contact. They're like, I'm going to be relevant next season. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. Um, we didn't know anything about... I didn't know anything about Sydney Johnson. And yeah. I'm glad I do now, because I like to hear those kind of stories, you know? Yeah, it's always... That's what's interesting, is always the like the little characters on the side of the show that you you don't expect to be as interesting as they are. Like that guy had led a whole long life that was like entangled with the royal family, and no one knows who the fuck he was. <laughs> and no one, no one's talking about that guy, but... The writers decided, you know what, this, uh, well, he can be relevant to this episode. Let's let's put this this real person in, write this character, mm. and um, it was it was great. Yeah, I watched a whole season about Sidney Johnson. I don't want to watch a whole season about fucking Diana and all that bollocks. Give me Sydney, more Sydney. Season two, bring back Sydney, bring him back from the grave. He dies. Yeah, but like that's the thing. Like, what do you want him? to say more about him <laughs> alright <laughs> well okay <laughs> that was weird bring him back man it's a TV show just bring him back a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. A zombie, Sydney Johnson, attacking Diana. That's yeah. how she died. Yeah. Yeah, just change the plot. Just change, <laughs> Like, they're already changing all this other stuff. They're all changing all this other stuff that happened. Just bring back all the characters we like. Bring back the guy who broke into the Buckingham Palace. Make him break in again. Yeah, break in again and make him kill the Queen. That's how they should end this show, <laughs> is that guy kills the Queen. She doesn't die in 2022. Do you think they'll go all the way up to 2022? Do you think they're that invested? Because you know the guy, there's a guy who writes this show, right? I can't remember yeah. his name. That's all he's done his whole life is write stuff about the Queen. Yeah. He wrote The the Queen. Yeah. The, the film. Yeah. And he wrote like Frost Nixon as well. No, yeah. he wrote a film about the fuck. Yeah, that, I think. But you, you know <laughs> and, that the first two seasons he said that um, they are supposed to be like an homage to the Queen. Yeah. Like he wanted to celebrate her. So he mm. created a crown to celebrate the queen. And slowly and slowly, with yeah. every season, it just makes you hate her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's just like, she's just so unreliable. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I mean, I watch it as someone who's not a royalist. And I'm just like, why is this even, like, this is the first season. Well, maybe it's not, but they bring up a whole thing in this 
season where they have like a meeting and they're like, why are we even, why do we even have us still? Why do people even want us, like, what can we do to stabilize the monarchy and make people not hate us? And I'm like, yeah, just, just shut it down. <laughs> just shut it down. Yeah. I mean, this is what we had. Um, I had this discussion with my friend um, around Queen's Jubilee this year, earlier this year. And it was like, can you imagine being on the throne for 70 years? And no, I can't. Yeah. I cannot imagine being on the throne for 70 years. Yeah. But that means, Ask had the same question. Can you imagine not being on the throne? Yeah. Because after 70 years of being, like, not even after 70 years, but throughout her, throughout her, you know, after 10 years of being the queen, after 20, after 30, you're just so far-fetched yeah. from reality of normal people yeah. that you just have no idea what's going on. You, you're yeah, like, you you're, can't imagine what someone in that position's thought processes are. After. You have to be, like, you, you're just made to be unrelatable because nobody can relate to being yeah. a queen. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, so uh, it's not necessarily her fault that she's unrelatable. It's just that she is in a position that... Yeah. Nobody can. Yeah. Because the moment someone, like if if we allow someone else to be related, like relate to, relate to that position, it means that she's dead now. Yeah. So now probably Charles can relate to her, but she's dead, so nobody can relate to him. Yeah, <laughs> nobody can relate to Charles being waiting on the sidelines all his life and then now he's in his 70s, he's going to take the crown. It's like, what? Just don't. Just Did don't he turn seventy four yesterday? Did he? Yeah. All right. I think so. I um. Yeah. So, what are your final your final crown thoughts on the crown? As a show, I think it's a great show, and I enjoy it for like thoroughly, thoroughly, for thoroughly. Yeah. Whatever it's pronounced, I enjoy it, and I think it's great. I loved um, Elizabeth Dembicki, Dem Dembicki, yeah. as um. Diana, I think she's the best Diana so far, in my opinion. In my, 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 mine opinion. Mm. Um, I really like Dominic West. Um, and as I said, this is probably my favorite queen, but only because... Yeah, it's the queen you know. Yeah, exactly. It's the queen you remember. Um, oh, and, oh my gosh, Jonathan Price. I just love that guy. Yeah, he, he shows up the on the screen, and I'm like, "Yes, this is good. This is good." He's TV. the best character on the show. I love this. <laughs> the, like the opening scene with him, he's just like yelling at a guy in on the on the on the boat, and he's like, "How long was this thing not not sorted out?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was great. Um, he's a great actor. Yeah, so there's that. Um, I enjoyed the show. Um, compared to the previous seasons, I probably see a little decline in quality. Mm. But I also think it's because it's a very it's a very subtle matter at the moment because not only Queen died, you know, like not even two months ago. Yeah. But also we're talking about events that are directly attacking the royal family. Like this is something that they don't want people talking about. They don't want people to remember this. They don't want to remember the divorces. They don't want people to remember the yeah. the death of Diana. They don't want, you know, this is like dark ages. Isn't it interesting that Harry's got a fucking Netflix deal? He's got a deal with Netflix to make Netflix shows. And Netflix yeah. makes the crown. Isn't that fucking nuts? I mean, maybe he wants to say, you know, tell his side of the story. Nobody cares about Harry's side of the story, though. <laughs> I mean, I think he could have some interesting insights, you know? It's always the, the children of the divorce that remember the divorce the best. I guess. Yeah, I fucking sure. I mean, I liked it. It's pretty easy watching. That's why I, that's why I kind of like watching it, because it's just kind of easy watching. Mm. It's not like trying to fucking blow you away. I mean, there's some good acting scenes and stuff, but it's, it's not like a... It's not like it's not super hard to follow either. It's not crazy. There's nothing like crazy going on. That's like, wait, hang on a second. What happened? It's like, oh, uh, if you've just if you miss a scene, then you can come back and be like, uh, I can probably figure it out. They're all still here. So, I mean, I think it's quite refreshing to watch something like that also after this year because 
This is the third. If we treat House of Dragon as a continuation of Game of Thrones, we could say that this year, this was the third show out of the shows that we follow that was released. New season was released this year. Because obviously earlier this year we had Stranger Things. Yeah. So a show hugely based in a fantasy world and... You know, you have Vecna and <laughs> monsters and stuff. Yeah. And then you have House of Dragon. Again, you have dragons and fucking dark forces, whatever's happening. And then you have The Crown, which is, which is telling the story about, like, you know, a real life. Well, it does have one dragon in it. Camilla. <laughs> Why a dragon? Because she looks like a dragon. Does she? Looks like a dragon lady. And she kind of looks like a... Blonde girl to me. That's what Cam- she is. Cam- Cam- Camilla Caraxes. Caraxes. Camaxes. Camaxes. Human Maxes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, all right. So let's talk about House of the Dragon then. It was it oh, fi- yeah. finished. The last season came out like a couple of weeks ago now. And we watched the last episode. I thought we were not supposed to talk about this ever. No one listening to this has listened to our podcast before. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> we listened to the first, we watched the first, the last episode and the season wrapped up. This was the episode that was about the team black coming on Dragonstone, dealing with hearing about them putting Aegon on the throne from last episode. And I like I liked it. I like the way it wrapped up. Excellent okay. ending. Okay, but what what specifically did you like about it though? I liked how <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I liked it. I liked how um there was dragons. Nah joking. I hated the dragons, all the dragons. Fucking shit. No. Um I it's just like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's a very, it's a very weird show because this season, I'm thinking about the future, and I'm like, this show, this season is going to be completely different from the rest of the seasons because they had to do so much. And we've talked about this before, I know, but you got to sort of go over it. Like this season had to set up so much stuff and give you the backstory of all these characters before like the the real meat of the story happens, which is the Dance of the Dragons. Yeah, and. So like you're watching the first. It's like it's like a history speed round this season. Yeah, like. What? Sorry, I'm. I know I interrupted you, but I just I think this is like very a spot on thing to say. Um, because I didn't know what happens afterwards when I was watching the show. Yeah. Because now I, I might like now I'm familiar with the whole Dance of Dragons and what yeah. happens afterwards. But when I was watching the first like seven eight episodes, I didn't. I had no idea what happens later. So yeah. I I was like, why? Like, I thought that this was the meat of the story already. And that's yeah. why I was annoyed about all the time jumps and about all of that. But now I understand. And, you know, a couple of... Like, in the previous episode of this podcast, I said that um, I wish we would have more time with the young young Rainier and young Alison. But now I'm like, this is irrelevant. Yeah. We, should, we, we could have gotten one episode with the young Rainier and one yeah. young Alison. It would have been fine, you know? But they didn't, though. They chose to do a whole season to set it all up. Like, yeah. And I appreciate that. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, to... I think it's going to make the next couple of seasons much, much meatier. And you're going to be more involved in like the characters and thinking about the history and stuff. And even if even in this show, this season on its own, if you watch like episode eight, and then up, if you watch up until like episode eight, and then you're like, oh, I'll just check out the first episode again, you know, just to remember. You're like, oh damn, so much time passed. Like, I remember when this happened. Yeah. Remember when this happened. And now thinking about that happening after like season two, going back to season one, it'll be an even bigger leap than it was in Game mm. of Thrones because so much. So much setup happened in this show, and um, I appreciate that they didn't have to do that. They could have yeah. they could have done the first couple of episodes, like crammed in all the stuff in this season into the, cut out some stuff. Yeah, but they didn't. They were like, you know what? No, because because from what I've read from Fire and Blood, hmm. it's like the first few chapters is Aegon's conquest, and then it speed runs a few kings. Well, it doesn't speedruns, but there's like two chapters about the few kings, and then there's like one chapter about this, mm-hmm. and then there's like the rest of it is kind of about what's going to happen, and uh, yeah, 
but it's also kind of a criticism because it's like, well, there wasn't that much actually happening in this season to justify a whole season, but they they added, you know, they let it, hmm. they they um, it 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 nicely fermented, you know, yeah, the character but- development. They added lots of interesting character dynamics that I feel like will will make a more engaging and engrossing experience next season. Yeah, I mean, um, even you know, Old Shift X, the god of Game of Thrones, and yeah. all. George R. R. Martin stuff. He even said that he prefers some of the characters um, in the show than the ones from the book. He mm. feels like like yeah. Viserys. For in in he said that he likes Viserys more in the in the show than he likes him in the George book. George R. R. Martin said that, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That um, he said he had it. He has a tragic majesty that he doesn't have in the book. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, that's like it, I love this. I love that we have um, a show that is now based on something, and it actually improves. Yeah, it doesn't decline the quality of the first, the origin, you know, thing. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I mean, the Fire and Blood isn't like a traditional novel. It's just kind of like an outline of history. So yeah, there was plenty of room to like add characterization and and um, flesh out all the characters and they could have really done a you know a few different things because i think in the in the in fire and blood at least allison is just like a straight up villain Hmm. she's just a horrible bitch but in this show she's a bit of a bitch but she's also kind of all right yeah you know what i mean all the characters are like a bit of a bitch but they're kind of all right gray characters that's what i'm trying to say they're all gray and um as a non-black and white yeah how do you feel about the show now knowing what's going to happen in the future compared to I can't fucking wait compared to <laughs> like because we watch we watch the show more or less without knowing what's going to happen and now we've finished watching the show we've done our research and we kind of know what's going to happen we kind of spoiled it for ourselves basically yeah and uh but that's uh, that was our choice we wanted to yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but I, I it's going to be an in, it's going to be an interesting experience for me a different experience from how I watched Game of Thrones because I didn't know what was going to happen at Game of Thrones yeah. Even in the seasons that were still catalogued in book form, I didn't know what was going to happen. And now mm. I'm going to know what's going to happen. And it's going to be like, well, that's not what happened in the book. That's not what happened. In the- I'm going to be that guy. I mean, I'm going to be that's not going to happen in the book guy. For me, it's a different experience because I haven't read the book. Mm. All I know about the events that happen later on are from different, you know, YouTubers or articles or something. Yeah. Like, I. You know, I spend a lot of time in that world, but not necessarily through reading the books. For yeah. me, it's more about... But what I'm saying is Fire and Blood, though. Yeah. Just from... Like, you know as much about it as me, pretty much, because there's such a... It's such bare bones in Fire and Blood. Mm-hmm. There's, they just tell you what happens. Yeah, It's yeah. not like, and then, you know, she said to him, and he sneakily did this, and then he no, did yeah. that. It's just like, right, then Rhaenyra did that. And then Alison did that, and Kristen Cole was annoyed about it, and then this happened. It's like you just—it's literally written from a maester's a maester's point of view, who's just like, "This is what happened." I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand. So watch just so you—you're on the same footing as anyone else that's read Fire and Blood, probably, just because you could look it up all right now. You listening? <laughs> you could li- look up exactly what happens in Fire and Blood. Watch one video and 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 fill in it all. Yeah. I mean, for us, it's mostly because we love to watch those, like, battle videos. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, recreations of... Um, recreations are, like, planograms kind of thing of, like, the battles that happen in Game of Thrones. Yeah. So we were watching the one that talks about Dance of Dragons, and we were like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> cool. That's oh, cool. So, oh, and they killed him. So, like, oh, fuck, he dies then. And yeah. then you're like, oh... So- <laughs> Every fucking one dies, you know. Cool. Yeah. Also, it's going to be interesting. I'm not. I'm going to be as vague as possible because I know people don't want to know. But like, I was thinking about how there's certain characters that die in the story coming up. Yeah. And they're like main characters in this. Um, that's kind of spoilers, I guess. <laughs> that's but very I'm not saying exactly. But I'm just saying like they are prominent setup characters who, in the book, will just die off randomly you know yeah and then the show will have to carry on after that so it will be very game of thronesy where there'll be like uh, an equivalent to like a red wedding where characters die i'm thinking about one specific scene you know i mean it, where like a really big thing happens and the the show's just gonna have to carry on after that yeah without but, a certain big but, character but that's how 
like that's what I mean. Like when you're watching Game of, like when you think of Game of Thrones, do you now, in the perspective of those eight seasons, in any capacity, consider Rob Stark the main character? No. Exactly, and that's what's going to happen, because once we lose whatever characters we are going to lose, we're just going to carry on without them, and we're yeah. going to. And you'll gain more characters, more characters, and we're going to find out who is the real main character. And I think it's quite similar to what happened in Game of Thrones because it's the the character who is kind of in the background, who's going to turn out to be the one. Yeah. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for the yeah, show. Yeah, me too. I think it also it took me to watch the final episode to really appreciate the show because I was telling you about this how I was watching it pretty passively. Yeah. And it took until the last episode where I really fully got what they were what this season was about yeah I think setting so. it up character development and I was like okay so now I know that's what their plan was I'm not as annoyed about stuff like time jumps yeah and like recasting all that stuff was kind of secondary and not as important once you've once you understand what yeah. their what their plan was because, for this season because even the season finale like the 10th episode yeah is still a setup episode exactly yeah. so you understand only after that like Oh, because I think like you're expecting like that's what we were expecting throughout when we were watching the show. We were just expecting like, okay, but where's the where's the fight? Where's the dance of dragons? Where's where's the dragons fighting with each other? You know? Yeah. And that's the point. There's n- there's not. <laughs> yeah. Because that that's not in the season. It's gonna be the next one and the next after the one. But yeah. before a, a, a comes worse to the show fight, would end. I mean, there was a big action payoff on Storm's End with the two dragons and that was great but a worse show would have ended with like like a really big payoff like whatever's going to happen next season at the start of next season at the end of this season you know mm. but they didn't they were like no you you're all excited enough talking mm-hmm. to the audience you're all excited enough so we're just going to let it end comfortably mm-hmm. and uh, and they did and they let it end comfortably. The worst thing about it is that it's gonna—it's fucking ages away before there's another season. Yeah. And by then, I would have forgotten everything that happens, <laughs> and I won't be into Game of Thrones anymore. And I'll be like, I don't remember what if I liked the last season or not. Maybe. They should have had them ready to go. You know, <laughs> they should have had them lined up. Yeah, I mean, it is quite funny to think that releasing. Twenty twenty four is gonna come even, out. Even even Game of Thrones away. even Game of Thrones was releasing it yearly, you know? Like Yeah, but I didn't really like Game of Thrones towards the end, so I was fine with it. I was so fucking No, but that, that's whatever what I mean. comes like, out, it comes I'll, out and I'll watch it. But this show I'm like, come on. But that's what I'm saying. Give like, it to me. Even Game of Thrones, the first six seasons were yeah. released seven seasons were released yearly still. Yeah. You know? So yeah. But this isn't going to be released yearly. The next season's coming out. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So two years, which was the amount of time we had to wait for season eight, which is fucking. Yeah, I don't care. About ridiculous. Yeah, but I was there was an interesting thing. It was comparing the 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 gap between the Lord of the Rings show and the next season of that and House of the Dragon and this and like Lord of the Rings show. They really they had no because that, that's coming out in two years as well. They have no excuse because they knew they were going to make another season of this of the Lord of the Rings show regardless because of how expensive it was even if like nobody watched it they were they were going to have to how much it cost to make that show and get the rights they were going to have to make a second season second season but no. when this show first came out the um like the, the culture well, no one was really sure culturally where the game of thrones franchise was at because everybody yeah. hated season 8 and nobody was talking about game of thrones before House of the Dragon came out. But also was it was like, such a huge hit before. So yeah, like, well, but, where are we at here? But like, they didn't know that this show was going to do as well as it has. I think it's like, you know, a really successful show for HBO. I think they did. I, I don't mean, think they did. Actually. I think they were expecting so much fuff from the first episode specifically. Sure. Maybe they weren't sure how the whole season is going to go and how the whole, like, how the entire show is gonna land with people land with people but they were like oh yeah we're gonna make bank with the first episode because they've also put loads of money in like okay yeah but like an episode of rings of power is 25 million per per episode but house of dragon is 20 so like (laughs) you know it's still 
It's only one fifth yeah, cheaper but, than. Yeah, but the difference is they had to buy the rights to the t- to Lord of the Rings, yeah. whereas they already had the rights to the Game of Thrones. So to like, Game of Thrones, not to Fire and Blood, did they? No, it was they've all they've got it all. HBO has the exclusive rights to George R. 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 Martin works as as part of HBO. They have they have it all. Oh, okay. They're good, but the Tolkien estate sold Amazon the rights to Lord of the Rings for like you know a billion jillion dollars or something so they had to they have to keep making shows until it makes a profit but if this show had been unsuccessful i think they would have just done all right no more of this we'll do something else do another season of something else hmm. so i get i do get the the gap but with the lord of the rings show i think that they would they should have a second season i think that's kind of stupid that they decided to buy like you know lord of the rings i feel like they've been already like that story has already been told, and don't get me wrong, I I am aware how huge this universe is, and mm. that there's probably like endless stories to be told. But I think like the fan base, the fan base of Lord of the, Lord of the Rings were the people who were watching in like the early two thousands. Yeah. So now they're in their like those people are like in their thirties at least, like thirties maybe you know forties. The youngest ones are like you, so. Yeah, later, but the, the Hobbit 20s. films only came out a few. They made a billion dollars each. But the but the Hobbit films were more for the, the, the for the you know parents, in my opinion. I guess. Or maybe it's just my personal experience. But like you know, like I'm in my twenties now, so I am the target. I should be the target of all of all the fantasy stuff. And I am when it comes to Game of Thrones, but I'm not really when it comes to Lord of the Rings, even though I know the world and I am familiar with the franchise. But it's because, to me, Lord of the Rings is the film that came out when I was, like, four. Yeah. So And then I saw the other trilogy in cinemas when I was, like, preteen to 13, 14. And then, like, Ed Sheeran made a song to it, and I don't listen to Ed Sheeran anymore. Thank (laughs) you. Like, you know what I mean? He was in Game of Thrones as well. Yeah, exactly. He's done both franchises. He's just destroying everything, isn't he? Yeah. Ed um, Sheeran, please stop ruining TV and cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like the, the the author of Game of Thrones is still alive. They're gonna just keep making him come up with ideas for new shows because he works intimately with the writing team. It was his idea to make a show about House of the, the Targaryens. He was like. Because they're making a show about that was going to be called The Long Night and it was going to be like a thousand years before Game of Thrones. They shot a pilot yeah, and it was shit. And they said, uh, uh, well, we're not going to make a show about this. So like, maybe we should ask George R. R. Martin what we should do. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I've got just fire and blood. Just have that fire and blood. And they didn't know whether or not to do Aegon's Conquest first and then do Dance of yeah, the Dragons. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like- um, so like... Those the the Game of Thrones franchise is still like, it's got still got that beating heart to it. You know, it's still it's still like alive. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is like, unless I mean, there's the exception of like maybe if they got Peter Jackson back to, to help with the show, he would have come up with something interesting. But it's like nobody who's making the Lord of the Rings show gives a fuck about Lord of the Rings. Clearly, they're just there because they've been hired to make a show about Lord of the Rings. Hmm. And like, there's not a lot. There's there's a lot in the universe to mine, I guess. Yeah. But you really have to have that spark of inspiration and a good sense of characters and writing. That's what it. That's all that matters about making a good show. Good characters yeah. and authorship. Characters and authorship, and yeah. they're clearly not doing it over there. Not not that I've seen the whole season, so I'm not going to say. Yeah. But um. That's the difference, I think, about why. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what, what I was, like, playing on when I was mm. saying that. Like, that for me, the franchise of Game of, of um, Lord of the Rings is kind of dead. Not only because the, the fans of the show, like, they moved on from it. Kind of. Yeah. Because, like, The Hobbit was trying to... The Hobbit trilogy was trying to, like reignite the fire in people about the franchise about yeah. that universe and they failed miserably yeah because hobbit films well no they didn't because it made a billion dollars each it doesn't matter about what you think about the show the films themselves it's about the money that gets made 
but and this yeah, and the no, Lord of the Rings but, shows done really but that's, well. But that's the thing, Lord of the Rings as the, the first trilogy, it was made for hard to die fans of yeah. Lord of the Rings, and that was the beauty of it, because like a lot of people were actually struggling to watch Lord of the Rings as the film, yeah, because they just didn't know what's going on really, yeah, because it was directly because of Peter Jackson being a diehard fan he was just like oh well, we have to do it this way because that's how it is in a book you know yeah and then they did the hobbit so of course they made money because they made it you know for people <laughs> for like young younger people as well like children basically yeah you know pg13 and we're doing like lord of the rings is scary like for when i was a kid it was scary to me yeah, but a Hobbit. I don't think like it's it's a scary film for yeah, six I mean, seven it, year olds. They they turn it down, but that's I guess that's because of the book as well. It's just a book for babies, basically. Yeah, but um, I it's just it's just interesting how these two fantasy shows came out at the same time. They have such different things going on in terms of who's behind it and how they why they're being made. One of them is clearly House Dragon is being made with love, and you know they have the original creator there who's helping make it and this I was just so cynical about the Lord of the Rings one because it's just so corporate and, and stuff but yeah. clearly it's doing well I've talked to people who watch it and they have they have no idea about the fucking Tolkien estate and and you know this isn't based on any source material and this isn't in the books so I think people who people who are outside of the real know about reading about it and mm. you know the the nitty-gritty and the details and the business side of it most people don't give a shit about that sort of thing. They're just like, oh, there's a new Lord of the Rings. Well, I know what Lord of the Rings is. I'll watch that. And they watch it and they're like, that was all right. They're not looking at it with that kind of critical eye, you know. And that's what we were talking about the other day, wasn't it? Yeah. That sometimes we wish we could just watch something without that kind of, oh, but was this good? Oh, was that good? Like, just yeah. watch something and with, like, empty Did we talk about it on this podcast? No. Oh. We talked about this in London. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we've done we've done an hour, so let's wrap it up, shall we? Shall we? Yes. I mean, we were supposed to talk about the Killer Sally. Yeah. Which is a mini series on Netflix. It's like three hour three hours long in total. Yeah. And it's a fucking crazy story. Yeah. About this married couple, who are both bodybuilders. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> Do I don't wanna... know if I can be bothered to talk about it, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. We can talk about it next episode, maybe. Uh, but yeah. I, um, I, 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 need, I want to wrap this up, to be honest, because I want to have a rolly out <laughs> the back. Uh, if you, if you listen, still listen to this, thank you for listening. And if you want to send us an email, it's at it's dishpointmax at gmail .com. And if you send us an email, we'll definitely read it because I all them all I only just get like spam in that <laughs> inbox at the moment, and subscribing to stuff that I don't really care about in order to use their website or their app so if you just send us an email like hey what do you think about insert thing here do you think the insert thing here is worse than insert thing here <laughs> then we'll read it out and we'll decide we'll decide together because it's hard to come up with topics to talk about on your podcast however much you want to do it and we haven't got House of the Dragon to lean on anymore <laughs> so what the fuck are we going to talk about you tell us. <laughs> Ask us like advice questions. Be like, be like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I should. I really like this girl, but I don't know if she should. Oh, I my should boyfriend cheated on me. What should I do now? I don't think I know what I'm doing in my life. Can you tell me? Join the army. That's what I'll say. Uh, no, I'm joking. Anyway, don't join the army. No, I'm joking. Join the army. No, don't join the yeah, army. Yeah, don't join the army. Please join, don't join, join the army. Please don't. Okay, thank you for listening. See ya. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.